Welcome to Beer Plus 3, where we try to solve the world's problems one beer at a time. With me today is Mr. Grabass himself, Mike Zamora. Hey, I've never grabbed your ass. Yes, you have. Uh-huh. And the ass, who has been grabbed the most, Rick Anderson. It's September 7, 2014. I'm hungover, and we are Beer Plus 3. Is that why you're a little low-key this morning? I am low-key, but yeah. the jokes don't stop there. You're right. Yeah. I'm very low-key. So what's up? Little steakhouse, little growler. The, the, yeah, little. No, it was a full growler. Of uh, I ended up stopping at the beer shrine on Friday, grabbing a couple growlers. I drank. I'd never had their red before. It's called Red Eye. Wow, it was delicious. I, I wish we could have. We'll have that maybe next time. But it was absolutely delicious. And then I had an IPA left. I didn't want it to spoil. So after the steakhouse last night, I got home. I watched our movie that we are going to review today, Blue. And proceeded to drink the entire growler because their IPA is pretty good. Yeah. Not as good, quite as good as this IPA that we're uh, currently drinking here at and we're 10 a.m. <laughs> we're currently drinking the Seven Seas Balls Deep Imperial IPA. Yay, Balls Deep. Yay, Balls Yay, Deep. Balls deep. I always try to go Balls Deep. That's I'm, going, <laughs> I'm going deep. I'm going Balls Deep. <laughs> well, some of us smaller folk don't, don't have much choice. Right. <laughs> You're a you're a hobbit. <laughs> well, it's some parts. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's not what I've heard. <laughs> okay. Both sides is proportionate, but not always. Yeah, I have exactly. to tell you guys up front before we get going that I didn't watch the movie again. <laughs> that's okay. I'll watch. It. I did, and it was fucking incredible. I I wept, and I fell in love with Julia Binoche all over again. Yeah. I fell in love with her back then when she did like Horseman on the Roof and a lot of the French films back in the day. And, and yeah. oh God, she is such an incredible actor. I, Has she held up? That's what I was kind of scared to look. Like I was watching this movie and I was like, oh yeah, I remember Juliette Binoche. Just bang on. But I was like, do I really want to look and see if she's held up? She has. She's a very healthy woman. I've seen her in interviews recently, yeah. this last year. Uh-huh. Um, and she even has a new movie out, actually. Right. That's probably on my list somewhere, one of my lists. Well, Coolio needed to get on her exercise program because Coolio has fallen apart. I've seen Coolio recently. Coolio. What? I haven't heard that how name did, since 1990-whatever. How did that jump happen? I don't know. That was a, that was a Mike segue. <laughs> that was one uh, of Mike's segue. mysterious, um, <laughs> convoluted segues. Yeah. Do you want to take five minutes and explain how you got there? Last night we spent the evening watching guilty pleasure videos, and uh, Coolio, Gangster's Paradise, came on, which is you know it's, it's a good song, you know. Yeah. But you know I remember seeing Coolio like uh, last week on something, and I, holy shit, that guy's a tank, you know. He used to be this thin little rail guy with his wow. hair going all over the place. Well, he's still got the hair going all over the place, but you know he looks like a linebacker at this he's, point. He's forty pounds. He's fifty pounds overweight well, like me. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah so. I don't know. You know, he didn't look bad, but, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, had a few years, it's like, you know, completely body type just completely changes from yeah. this skinny little dude to... Yeah. Oh, I know. Oops, I forgot to start. I know. I used to be a skinny little dude. We so, also watched the 38 special video, Rick, and I'm saying your doppelganger is in that video. 
my doppelganger. You're now, well, you, special, yeah. yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch the one you posted. Yeah. So, I believe it was the bassist. You'd only see him for a couple of clips, and you go, "Oh, that looks just like Rick." Awesome. Oh God, you know, Rick is the is, basis for Thirty Eight Special. Well, do There's, you have any photos like when you? Because I, I, I am, I'm, I'm picturing back in the day you had yeah. long hair, probably. No, no, never had long hair. Never had long no? hair. No, I tried once, but my, my I have that. I tried kinda, once. I did. I actually tried to let it grow out once, but it, I've got like the, um, the kind of hair that will just like start going all these once. crazy directions. Yeah. And it, it just looked like it looked ridiculous. So yeah, so I just chopped it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not worth it. That's why you get a haircut or a stylist to come in and fix your hair? Yeah, but that's too much effort for me when it comes to that kind of thing. So me too. There's not. <laughs> I have so. actually considered that, and I've said it to Deanne before, but she's like, no. No, I think you'd look good, Paul. you got a nice round cranium. Or at least uh, like a buzz cut. But a buzz she, cut. She won't, she you, won't do she that. That's want like you so to... low maintenance. That's what I, I'd love it. But uh, Yeah, I love not I having don't. that ever... Buy shampoo for myself ever again. It, yeah. it was nice. It was yeah. nice. I did have long hair before I cut it this short. Like you, you did down here, yeah. Really? Yeah, middle of the back, long hair. Wow. So we're gonna have to get a photo of that. Yeah, I, I will have to. Good. I'll have I to dig around and find a photo of me in the long hair. Well, I don't Actually, know about you guys, but I almost keep my hair long just to hang out with my hairstylist. You know, Daniela and uh, Deidre. You know, I just love going and bullshitting with them. And who? Daniela was my old one. She's moved to, to Portland and recently. Yeah. Got married, and Deidre's. My current stylist, but you know, I just like to go sit and bullshit. Deidre? Yeah. Yeah. Deidre. Yeah. Where is this? Oh, it's over on Lakeway. Oh. At, uh, I don't want to call it Moria. I think it's called Moria. The Mines of Moria. Moria? <laughs> Moria. <laughs> you nice. walk in and the door closes behind you. You know, it's always a. a yeah. <laughs> he has to speak friend <laughs> before he enters. <laughs> They always let me in. They've never had, not had me back. So Does a thrush knock thrice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, I, have the, I have a very low bar when it comes to hairstylists, which is I just want somebody who's not going to fuck it up. That's it. Doesn't have to be actually that special. bar's fairly high. So well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Depending on what you deem fucked up, yeah. as I do air quotes with one hand. <laughs> So speaking of aging entertainers, did you guys hear that um, Gene Simmons has declared rock and roll dead? I read did that article this that? morning, yeah. Aw, because yeah, he was the quintessential rock and roll guy. I know. No, no, he wasn't. Well, that, what I thought when I saw that headline and before I read the article, I thought I thought he's turning into an old man and he's going to be saying, oh, nothing's any good anymore and it's all yeah. crap. But I get in there and it's like the least rock and roll thing anybody could be saying, which is you can't earn any money anymore. Yes, you, you can. Know, because of it's file called touring. Sh- because of file sharing. Yeah, that's exactly what, you know, that's my response. That's where most of those artists make most of their money is touring. Yeah. And Very rarely true. did that they was, ever make anything from record sales that was unless true they before. sold millions. Yeah, that was true before, too. There was, mm-hmm. There's really not that big a difference. I mean, that sounds like I'm, you know, trying to justify people downloading illegally, but it is it is the truth. They didn't make the bulk of their, their money off album sales. But where no, would we never be, been that Where way. would we be without these record companies pushing particular artists over other ones? No, yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. It's but. not a healthy rock and roll environment if the market gets to decide who's good. Yeah. But you know what's it's funny is artistically, I think the, um, the closest rock and roll has ever actually come to dying is in the 80s, like with the glam metal stuff and all that. 
Oh, glam rock? Cinderella yeah. rat? What are you talking about? Oh, you talking that. You're talking big hair man. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which Kiss was part of. And yes. In fact, they probably... They're the grandfathers they were probably, of yeah, they poison, started. for crying out loud. So it was kind of funny to me when I got on there and I thought, what, the guy who started the crappiest movement in rock music ever... <laughs> Striper is, is their yeah. illegitimate, yeah. coke-riddled, addled uh, uh, brain it has son. nothing to do with art, of course. It's got everything yeah. to do with the business side of it. Have, were you, either of you guys ever into Kiss? No, no I mean, I've never really been. I don't know anybody who is either. I know than, people that are, but they're all yeah. usually in their fifties. They're like I know people who are, but it's kind of an ironic kind of. I'm into them, almost like a joke. Like they're so cheesy, they're they're good. It's that kind of thing. It's not like they're really into what they do. See, I'm into like real glam rock. I love like David Bowie and, and you know a lot of those those type of bands. But yeah. Well, that's that's, seven, that's a, more 70s than it is 80s. Yeah, that's a little different. That, I would, I would think you would say uh, almost like the new wave in the 80s is what, what killed rock and roll. But I, I get where you're coming from, though, yeah. that, that, that kind of... Gary Newman, is he rock? You know, he's new wave. New wave, okay. I was listening to Gary Newman again last night. Man, he's a fantastic artist. I don't, you know, I yeah, don't know, know why awesome. uh, he doesn't get any just, more play. I just know the one song. <laughs> that's it. There's a dog in my car. <laughs> Which no, is, there's a, a thirteen-year-old in my car. Yeah. Wait, that song that didn't work. Um, God, there was some song that came out just like six or seven months ago that actually ripped off that riff. Oh yeah, because I, I, I remember listening to it, thinking it was a cover of that song until, and then it went off into another. I can't remember. My, it my biggest thing about the whole quote, on, well, I think you hit it on the head. It's file sharing. Yeah. What is the difference between what we did in the '80s, which was uh, oh yeah, one person would buy the tape, but everyone would end up with it yeah. that you knew yeah. because we just pressed record and put tape well, over the little thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. What's the difference between me handing you a book, yeah, yeah. or me sharing yeah, like the it. whole Game of Thrones series of the Song of Ice and Fire? I borrowed yeah. all those. I haven't paid a dime for them yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, exactly. the, you know the thing here's about the thing. here's yeah. the thing. I will probably be first in line to buy the next one mm-hmm. in hardcover. Right. Right. So that I can, you know, it's it's like yeah, you want to support it. You know, I'm, I've I'm bought huge, all of them for my I'm wife. I'm a huge so. fan of Rush, and that's how I got into them. Dave, a friend of mine, Dave, gave me all of their albums on on tape. Oh, I love Rush. Yeah, yeah. And now I've spent so much money on those guys. It's like I don't think you know. I think the argument is that it that the file sharing thing being on the internet is so easy, and you can get one person's copy can go out to you know literally Millions. hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. Millions. So. It's a little bit different than a book, right? The thing I've always found with loaning out books is you never get them back. <laughs> <laughs> On the internet, you don't have to worry about it getting it back. But why would you even want it back? I mean, once you've read a book, right, you're yeah. pretty much done. It's not like a, a tape or, a, or an album. Well, right? I only buy listen. special books. What kind of? I don't know. I want to sleep with them at night. You know, I love, I love the books I own. I only, I only buy books that I love. This is 14 keep, copies are, of 50 guys, Shades of Grey. Do you guys keep your old books after you've oh, read them? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So do I, but I always look at them and go, why do I even... I'm never going to sit down and read them Well, again. it depends. If it's just a paperback, I could give a shit less. But if it's, you know, like I have special versions of like The Hobbit and, and different oh, yeah, versions that's, of, yeah, that's of other kind of books. And most of the books that I tend to want to keep yeah. are not like novels. They're not fiction. They're, they're other this nonfiction. Is, I... I I keep most Some of my of books have pictures <laughs> that I want to look at again. Right on. My dictionary has pictures. <laughs> Putting the dick in the dictionary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to see what throbbing and cock. Right. I want so to see what do you guys that. think of the balls deep? <clears throat> oh, it's balls deep in me right now. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing, and I'm loving it. I don't know anything about the brewery, and I'm not even going to look it up because, as I stated before, hungover. Yeah. 
you're hungover. As Rick reaches for untapped. I, I a little have bit. to. If uh, I don't do it, I'll forget what it is. I forgot to do last yeah, okay. week's. Yeah. But that's okay. It was delicious nonetheless. Well, if you ever get to the point where you're rating it for us, Rick, I'm going to give it like a two. Yeah, I'm gonna give, I was going to give it a three. Mm-hmm. I would say about a three, 3.5 mm-hmm. for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I'd, I'd go with a 3.28. <laughs> I think it's what I would do. Don't start this shit again. <laughs> don't, don't start this shit again. Really, man. I want to see you have to do the math and sit there and add Fuck it up you. with I'm the not decimals doing no going math. all the way out. And, I'm yeah, not doing no on. goddamn math. It's too early <laughs> on a Sunday morning to do freaking math. So we, uh, we hit PAX last week, and we're kind of, mm-hmm. you know, I spent the week recovering from it, and I still got a cold lingering on. You know, we, <clears throat> we really only recorded that first little bit, and then there was some that was not getting posted, but... Uh, I don't think any of it's getting posted. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it was all basically useless by the time we ended up getting to everyone to. together. Right. Because, first of all, we only had the two mics, yeah. and it was a full bar right. by the time shit hit the fan, so... And Mike, Mike sounds like he's, like, way across the room. <laughs> And That's I'm funny. I was closest to the mic. He was closest to the mic, but he's a low talker. And really? Yeah. Wow, it sounded like you were way across the room. But I, you, you were telling some story at some point about, and all I can make out was something about, I think, somebody taking a crap. <laughs> and it was very distant. And Dump. I'm listening, and I can oh, hear little Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you, and all oh, sudden, he was telling all the bathroom sudden, story. The bathroom sudden, story. Everybody bathroom starts story. laughing, and I'm like... I want to hear what the fuck this is now. The bathroom story. The bathroom well, you know, uh, Pax bathrooms are notoriously bad. I mean, you know, think about it. It's a bunch yeah. of us geeks together. Some of us have IBS. Others, <laughs> others of us will be drinking all night and then show up hungover. And most of you can't, you know, avoid hitting the seat. Well, you know, some of ours got, you know, when you're in a rush, sometimes you don't hit all the way to the socket. There's not like a, a, a seal there. So, you yeah. know, there ends up being a little bit of seal. <laughs> 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 So I wasn't I wasn't even at the Pax facilities, but we were over having lunch at the uh, Elephant Castle, and I walked in there. And oh oh yeah. my god, it was just all over the place. Yeah. It was like the guy opened the door, stood back about ten feet, oh. <laughs> just shot it right in, oh. and just screamed, "Somebody wipe my ass! Oh. Hurry, hurry, hurry!" Okay, now I'm not so sure I wanted to hear it. <laughs> yeah, it was just shit all over the room, which is what but, we tend to do when we uh, so, do this podcast. Tell us how we led up to the recording of you guys at this bar. Oh, yeah. And who were the other people I could hear? Well, we waited in a line for about two fucking hours. (laughs) You you waited in a line for two hours. I showed up an hour late. Two hours. And and I I just, he got there. And so him and my wife kind of saved our spot. And I went up to the front. And it went all the way around to City Block. Holy crap. And all it was was like a haunted house set up. And then the the bar was pretty much full. And I thought, you know what, let's go somewhere else. And there was a shitty bar across the street. I don't know if it was a shitty bar. It was just a local joint across the street, almost empty. And when we got there, there was probably six other people in that bar. And then by the time the The other guys that wanted to fight us. Oh, no, that was a group of dudes. The the four guys that came in, we were obviously in their spot. Jeff's like, don't look, Mike, you're just going to get angry. Yeah. I know. So what was the, what was the first? I didn't catch what you said. The first place you were trying to go into. The first place like, we were trying to go in was the Evil Within, uh, uh, like haunted house type thing that they set up. Apparently, it was pretty scary. There was some guy had, standing out front with blood all over him and a chainsaw. I thought you said it was a bar. I was like, why? Well, would there's a bar. There's a bar. House? You actually went into the Seattle Underground. I don't know if you have ever been to Old Seattle. Underground. I haven't, but I've heard. Um, of it. Yeah, it, they did it underground there, and then you'd go through their little haunted house thing, come okay. out and go to the bar next door, which was a kind of an exclusive. You know, set up from, I think EA, or no, Bethesda does uh, The Evil Within. Right. And uh, 
Which is now my friend face photo, the evil within. You're right. <laughs> I did, it took me a little while to figure out what that was. I kept looking at it. it was, for some reason, it just hit, hit me as something's off about this. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, that's Jeff. So we, so we ended up across the street, and it really wasn't that bad of a bar other than we got there with a bunch of locals trying to watch football, and these nerds roll out. Oh, and the place <laughs> filled up with nerds, too. The, 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 back, the backpacks come out. We're putting out laptops, microphones. Oh, oh and they were God. giving us the sideways glance, like, hey, look at these. <laughs> doing that, you know, doing the wink, wink, nudge, nudge to one yeah. another. And, yeah. and, and they're like, and they'd shake their heads. And then as they drank, you could see the, the, the seething small dick anger oh, come out in them. God. And, uh, and of course, I'm probably being loud and making fun of football and shit. And so they're, you know, <laughs> they're getting more angry with you? us. Because the guys that we met were actually all dressed in cosplay. One of them was uh, a guy from Aperture. Yeah. The other one was, uh, oh, he was uh, the guy from Uncharted. I can't remember, Drake something from oh, Uncharted. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other guy, one of the guys was like uh, uh, Aperture Laboratories uh, scientist. Yeah, and they were all in cosplay. And then, of course, all these other geeks come in. And those guys finally got just got pissed off with all of these geeks around them. <laughs> fucking left. What were they going to do? Fight Middle us off? football game or the baseball game. You know what? They're, 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 they're making the their they're plans watching. for kicking your ass. And all of a sudden, more start showing yeah, exactly. up. Like, uh, we need to maybe get out of here. Exactly. We, we, we began to outnumber them. We're going to end up dressed like Frodo by the end of the night if we don't get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and that would have been funny. At one point... One of that type comes over and just starts trying to like bro down. I was like, I'm a little bit geeky. Let me, what are you guys up to? Oh, good God. Well, that, that drunk lady came over and was like, Whoa, oh you guys are all dressed up and stuff. What are you? She actually Where do you work? looked at one of us and went, What are you dressed as? I'm like, Myself. Is <laughs> that the same lady who looked at uh, Chris and his aperture uh, yeah. engineers? Oh, uniform? Yeah, and thought that was his uniform. He's like, You just getting off work, honey? Where are you working at? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that same lady. Where do you work at, Aperture Laboratories? I would love to. Did the did the did the bro dude we do explain to science. you science? Yeah. <laughs> did the did the bro dude explain to you why he was a geek? I mean, did he get that far? I would love to hear what his. I don't remember. Idea. I was I was fairly inebriated. I think by at that, that point. point we got into the I've doubles seen, of Jameson, and that's dude. I've seen like five of the six Star Wars films. <laughs> um, I'm totally a geek. Dude, I love Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> I got a T-shirt that says something like that. <laughs> totally. So that ended up, you know, turning into a, a pretty decent night, actually. You know, considering you have poor, poor Jeff stood in line there for two hours. So. Yeah. Oh fuck. And but, then, yeah, which made actually the next day at PAX oh, so much better because the first day we we're like, God, do we really want to wait in line for now? We're like, we did it for two hours for nothing yesterday, so right. let's just wait in line all day today. Right. So Sunday was great for us because we waited in line and actually got to play some pretty cool shit. Right. So. Well, that was kind of a shit show of a way to throw a party. Uh, but the night before, Friday night, man, I, I had an awesome party. Uh, we're walking. We're walking out yeah. of PAX. We we're going to go down to the poutine party that we were talking about oh, when I, when I called God. in. Poutine party. I just can't get out of my head the image of, like, a bubble party, but with fries and gravy all over the place. <laughs> right. I just want to see gravy all over I, everybody. I know, that's what I they're all on, they're all on so some before, sort of before, drug. Before you finish this, though, tell us what a poutine party is. Well, it's just, you know, a, a party at the EA Montreal. Uh, they were having it at the Hard Rock Bar down the street, and they were okay. just going to be serving poutine all night. And, you know, free drinks and oh, okay, poutine. Okay. So it's not... They're, they're not no... Nobody's getting smothered in poutine. <laughs> 
Take, take your mind out of yeah. the gutter. No, 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 I just this isn't out. actually was, Montreal, so I don't think yeah, that's legal right. here. But Montreal, it goes down every night. You, you can imagine. <laughs> every night in Montreal, they have a poutine party, and so the baby falls from the ceiling. Yeah, there you go. We're, we're heading downstairs, getting ready to go to that, and, and there's this guy downstairs with a big sign. It, it says... Uh, Lo-fi on it. I go, oh, lo-fi, man. I love their beer. They got that Thai basil. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. We we have a lo-fi. We got free beer. Come on down. You know, there's a bus outside. Come get on the bus. As you could tell from the, when I called in, I was already a little bit. A little bit. So <laughs> we get on the bus and it starts rolling. And I'm like, wait a minute. Isn't lo-fi like towards Redmond or? We're gonna be on this bus a while. I should have went to the bathroom first. Oh, no-fi. Yeah, it's oh. true. They're in. Yeah, and then I figure out. Wait a minute, that bar's not called Lo-Fi. Uh, that brewery's not Lo-Fi. I'm looking on my phone. And, They're Hi-Fi. Where the fuck are we going? <laughs> You're going to Kirkland, sir. <laughs> it suddenly turned into a Willy Wonka experience. <laughs> yeah. Where are we going? He just hopped on that glass elevator and went, "Ah, yeah, fuck it." We're so good. I'm on the bus you with heard my the friend Don't with no idea, no idea where we're going. There's very few people on the bus with us. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a party bus. They got the disco lights going on. And I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck did we just step into? Oh, my God. <laughs> we go about two miles down the street. but Bus doors open up. And there's this, you know, it's kind of an almost residential kind of neighborhood. But there's this house. And there's a few people standing outside. It's just this little bar. It's like this little artsy bar. They had made a special brew for the night. It was it was a it was a really good Belgian, and they were playing live hip hop music. It was the best party ever. It's the best. Actually, uh, since you posted them, cool. I've been listening to some of that stuff. It's Chef actually Zilla. really. It's She's Zilla's really good. Awesome. It was. I was fairly <laughs> impressed. I like. I, I don't. I'm not really big fan of that that style of. Uh, of I guess rap. I'm not yeah. really a big fan uh, of rap, but the, yeah. the beats and but, the, the sound and and the whole thing is it's really good. Actually. And you know she's you know you know uh, a D, you know the, the MC's about my age, but she's just this Asian gal. So you know she's rapping from that perspective. It's Hello Kitty. She's Asian. Uh, yeah, she looks like she's probably Guam, Guam or Filipino oh, or something. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell by the tiny picture in yeah, SoundCloud. So, so you know, but I she, think I'm one of their four or five friends now. <laughs> She's rapping about Hello Kitty and uh, you know, uh, trying to have kids and this and that and the other. It's, it was oh, really that was a great song. Put a baby in me. Put a baby in me. <laughs> My pussy needs a baby in it. <laughs> Some shit like that. Oh, it was. It's a great song. Yeah. So it was really good music. It was. They had specially crafted a beer for that night, and I wish I would got figured out who brewed it. But uh, somebody, somebody it's, local. There is brewed a NoFi. It. There, it's a, there's a brewery called NoFi. I think it's in Kirkland or Redmond, one of yeah. one of those places like that. Well, it wasn't the same brewery that we had before. No, it wasn't. Uh, High Lo-Fi. Fi. That's LoFi, which I had last night yeah. actually at the steakhouse. I had their Imperial Stout. Right. Holy shit, it was good. It better have been good. It was twenty dollars a bottle, but wow, wow, yeah. But it was it was delish. Of course, I had my Hendrix Martini too. Yeah, <laughs> I can't help but have that. Right. Well, when you're at the steakhouse, so it ended up being like the best PAX party I had ever been to. But you're on this bus and you have this panic moment. It's like, shit, I don't really know where I'm going. Yeah. And, and then you get there, and it's like that's up. adventure, sir. Right. And that's what is part of it. I, you, I'm you, thinking the there's stories. always a point. I was thinking this story was going to go more along the lines of like the Toy Story three scene where they're all going down into the trash right. factor and holding. That, hands. That's what I was envisioning yeah. as as I realized I didn't really know where we were going. It's like we're stopping at a club called the Abattoir. What is, what is yeah, exactly? I think this place is called Kidneys R Us. Right. <laughs> Everyone has to remove their clothes before they enter. What is this about? So it was a really good beer. It was a really, really you know, it was my kind of bar, you know. It was a, a house that had been converted into a bar at some point. 
Weird. Um, all kinds of art on the wall, you know, you know and then it was, dude, inside there was a... you got to figure out where that place is. We're going to go there. Yeah, so yeah there, there was a huge crowd inside. Yeah, it was, it was an awesome place to have a beer, you know. No douchebaggery at all. I was just going to ask. Dig was it. it free of the... the yeah. Free uh, of the backwards uh, hat. Yeah, there was none... I'm way too old to be wearing... Zero of that. It was, a, it was a really good place to see a show. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Very cool. Right on. Right so yeah, on. yeah. Pax, Pax this year for me was you know pretty good. Yeah, I spent Sunday with the kids. Uh, you know, we had a group of kids. Uh, Avery was down, and then Liliana's best friend Jillian has showed up, and uh, they came down, and spent the night Saturday. Went to what's the place across the street? GameWorks. Hung out at GameWorks. For, it was funny to watch these kids have no idea what an arcade machine is. They're like in the arcade. They've got fifty bucks worth of quarters to spend. All right. And they don't know how to do it. <laughs> Really? I mean, I guess... Well, okay, no, that's such a foreign thing to kids these days. Arcades are went the way of the hootie, man, a long wow. time ago. And so, yeah. They're walking around, their eyes are it. big, they're like, what? Huh. And they're like, well, why would I... Why, I could just play this at home, Dad. Really? So what they ended up doing, finally, is, you know, they, they, none of the video games really interested them enough to play. Like, despite the fact that you can sit down on this, this car thing or, and drive it, all they yeah. wanted, well, the, you know, the unique experience for them that they couldn't get at home was the ticket machines, which is basically gambling for little kids. It's like those things are set up like slot <laughs> oh, machines. Oh, we start them young. Yeah, they, you know, they're ringing the bells and they're flashing the lights whenever they win. They're just, they're just dropping in the courts. The, the funny thing is we went to go play pinball and they didn't know how to push a start button, right? They, they, they slide their little card, it gets the credits, and they're like, what now? Now now what, Dad? It says press start. What do you mean press start? Oh, jeez. Meanwhile, there's a button that says start on it that's flashing. flashing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mason's first experience with an arcade was the um, one in Seaside. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, he went he went crazy. I you know I, and I I figured he'd hate it. First couple of years we went, I never even took him because I thought, how is that going to even compare to what he has at home? Uh huh. You know because I don't because it's a more awesome and better experience. Yeah, there's something about it. I guess I don't understand what it was, but yeah, he loved it. He didn't well, want to leave. I remember last week you were talking about introducing him to the games that we played as kids. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Man, and to just... take him to an arcade like that because I know uh, GameWorks has some of those old games. Yeah, they have a lot of. It would of those. be interesting yeah. to see these kids play those. And then, then yeah. even at PAX, you know, they have the retro arcade that mm -hmm. they bring up from Portland. And I had just taken the kids there this summer, so it was really nice to stop in there and play a bunch of pinball in there. For some reason, they didn't bring their Street Fighter machine, which is like, what are you guys doing? I was looking forward to Street Fighter all year long. <laughs> you did not bring the Street Fighter machine. Is that a? Yeah, that's part of your experience. There was uh, a lineup last year for that machine. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Well, I don't know how long you spent at that machine. For, but yeah, game? yeah, but you yeah, know yeah. that's kind of that's the wow. thing. You know, the lo loser moves down, new person steps up. So it's like whoever can sit 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 at the machine the longest. Yeah. Yeah. So but I think you beat a few people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If kids, if our kids can have fun in an arcade, why the hell did they disappear? Because they don't make any money. Uh, yeah, they I mean, don't make the money. home the home experience. I mean, you know, you really can't do that much more. Yeah. There was there was a time right when a home console, the graphics could not come close to what they could produce in, a in an arcade because the arcade machine costs 20 grand right right but nowadays you know you can you can get that same you know they just can't make anything cool enough but yeah. the trade-off was that you weren't feeding it quarters every few minutes right you know what i mean so you'd look at it and say yeah the graphics are not that great but at least i'm not going broke playing right it. so yeah about the time but that you are now because they're 600 yeah, machines no and every game right. is 60 dollars right. yeah no kidding and and uh you know, by the time about the Xbox came out, the, yeah. the original Xbox is about when the shift kind of took place, where it's like, you can play that almost pixel perfect at home. Why are you at an arcade? And then it was about that point they just kind of yeah. vanished. 
Yeah, but I don't, I, you know, I get, maybe it's just the newness. Maybe it's the novelty of it, you know, having a, when your kid shows up well, and they I see all these games in there. One of the only reasons that we have still have even the minuscule arcades that we do is just uh, that it was so huge yeah. during the 70s and 80s to have these huge arcades. And, I mean, you said, the what was it, the, the gold mine or whatever? Oh, the that, gold mine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and there was actual themed arcades. There was, there was uh, chains of arcades at one point. Right. But the uh, Xbox, Sony, all those things ended up kind of lessening that. It, yeah, it maybe, they didn't, maybe they didn't. It maybe really did kill those because it's hard, really hard to make money. And then, of course, at the same time, he's saying they didn't come out with something. Well, they did. They came out with those stupid writing games where you get to drive the car or, or the jet ski. And <laughs> I was just going to say, I think maybe... Or the, Dance Dance Revolution, these things. Yeah. But those cost so much. They were like 50 to a dollar a person right. to play. And, and then for the operator, they, you know, to, to get one of those full sit-down units where you've got the five cars... It takes up a lot of room. That's like 100 grand to buy something like that for an yeah, operator. Exactly. How are they going to get their money back on that. They yeah. will never get their money because kids would rather, yeah, that's kind of a novelty if they happen to be there, yeah. but it's not a destination anymore. It became less and less a destination. I, I guess it maybe the arcades just stopped competing too once the Well, once it's the hard to machines. compete with, with kids that can, not really, don't have to could, go anywhere. You could do like what you said, you know, start doing things you can't afford to do at home, you know, that kind of stuff, but like if the you driving can't, games. If you can't afford to do them at home, you probably can't afford to do them at the arcade, man. Exactly. Yeah. Well... And most, most households yeah, maybe, have maybe. one of the consoles, if not more than one console yeah. now. I mean, so. I, yeah, I mean, if, if he's got to spend 100 grand on that cabinet for, you know, the five race cars, he's got to charge $2 every time you sit down. And I, I make pretty decent money. I don't want to spend 2 bucks every time I sit down and play for three minutes. That might have been it, too. It might have been the shock of, uh, I remember everything used to be a quarter, and then... Somewhere it's fifty the cents, yeah, and then it was fifty, yeah. and then it was like a buck, and it's like yeah, it got worse and worse yeah. and worse. I so. remember some of them would uh, would do it really. Some of them had like really uh, deceptive signs. It would say a quarter for half a credit, and it yeah. just never. It doesn't occur to you, oh, you know, it's like it looks cheaper than it really is. Well, you know, the funny thing is though, is there's still a few arcades around. Like you'll you'll see like places where you can go and play video games. The yeah. one thing you don't see anymore of is like a video store. How does how does it how is it that video stores completely vanish? But we still got a few arcades around. It's the miracle of the internet. Yeah, most of them sucked. Like Blockbuster, they were they were on my Blockbusters, shit list. yeah. Who actually got the worst copies of everything? Right, yeah. terrible stuff. And charged terrible you late fees. They got the family version of every movie, and wouldn't even carry oh. movies like uh, <laughs> really? Last Temptation of Christ or anything like that. Yeah. Anything that made fun of Christianity or oh, or no they thought made that. fun of Christianity, they didn't have it. They never carried uh, Last Temptation. Wow. You so know what I like about two beer beers? What's that? I don't drink them very fast. What What do you mean a two beer beer? This is a two beer beer. I, I'm rating it two two beers. Oh. <laughs> and I'm two still beers dra- is I'm still also dra- a brewery. Would you by like the me way, to go get something different. <laughs> no. Can you go get me a water and a beer? A water and a yeah. Beer. I I need to try to hydrate something in my person. Okay. But uh, we will carry on a conversation regardless of your presence. And this goddamn thing. Oh, there you go. So I recently uh, uh, watched Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. It's the new uh, sci-fi kind of-ish, uh, what is that, Tom Cruise movie? Okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I've not even sci-fi heard of it. Groundhog's Day. And he has to relive the same day over and over again. Really good movie. Check it out. Huh. I, I did enjoy it. it directed enjoy by? It. It's actually, uh, I can't remember who the director is. I know it's a fairly... Uh, Fairly, oh, that's lovely. Love the picture at the bottom of the uh, dartboard thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, uh, the uh, 
I like how they had to put long hair to denote a woman. Otherwise, it would have been gay. Well, that would have been okay with me. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't see the difference, but you that's can, okay. You can top from the bottom for me. <laughs> we, I think we've well established you're a top, but no, it's uh, this movie was actually based on a manga. Yeah. Yeah, which. I thought it was kind of interesting. So the manga was inspired by Groundhog's Day, which then inspired the movie. I think movie. something to that effect, but I don't know if they were inspired by Groundhog's Day, but there was certainly some of that in it. Mm-hmm. It was a good it was a good, good movie nonetheless. I just wanted to bring that up. You want to spoil it for me? I just, no, I don't want to spoil it for anyone because yeah. they might want to go out and see it. Oh, okay. We will spoil Blue, which I would definitely give my beer and his beer. You could give it my beer too, but I'd give it's it your beer and his beer as well. It's a really <laughs> right. good movie. Yes, God, it was a good movie. I'd never seen those movies before. Uh, I know he hasn't planned a new movie, so we're just going to go with White next time. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Rick's pick today, and I forgot to remind you. Well, him if to he pick doesn't watch the movie, maybe it should be a rule. If you don't watch the movie, you don't get to pick. Yeah, that's a good rule. And by the, you that skip count, your pick. Yeah, by that count, Rick's way behind. How, how often do, does he actually watch the movie? Um, I think he's missed three so far. And it's always this complaint about works killing me, man. It's like, ah. Oh. Well, I, I always tend to watch them, like, essentially right before we record. So either in the mornings before I go to right. work on Fridays or, like, last night at, <coughs> at midnight we started watching this movie. Well, my, my mistake is I try to watch it while I have time. So I ended up watching it, like, Tuesday. And now it's not as fresh in the mind. But, you know, I, I can't count that I'll have time right before we record, so I want to make sure I get it done. Yeah, I'm so hungover. You, you Nothing give, is fresh in my mind. You so. give me homework. I want to make sure I get it done, sir. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but we can either go with your film, which was you changed it from Chung King Express to... Uh, uh, in the Mood for Love. In the Mood for Love. Right. I'm same in same director. It, in for the Mood love. for Love. It's probably his best film that he's ever made. Uh, yeah. I do like Chung King Express more just because it's a little bit easier to digest. But, yeah. you know, on, as far as film goes, In the Mood for Love is a much better film. Okay. It's perfect. All right. Well, I will definitely check it out. I don't know. I probably watched Chung King Express way back in the 90s, but I don't remember it now. And uh, I know I've never seen the, uh, in the I'm mo- In the Mood for Love or really? In the Mood for Love. I don't oh, think I've ever yeah, seen it. I think it. you're in for a shock, sir. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Good stuff. You said this was uh, like a uh, the prequel or, or something. This to was 2048 the or this is the prequel. To, yeah, this is the prequel to 2046. 2046 is is the sequel to this film. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 2046, I think, was done like maybe almost 10 years after this movie. Yeah, yeah. That was a pretty recent film. That was done like in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, it was so mid 2000s. And and it's only a sequel, like kind of in spirit, kind of much the the Red, White, and Blue series is. Yeah. Like, there's really not a lot of uh, connection between the films at all, really. Mm-hmm. You know, we were watching it, and we go, oh, yeah, uh, Juliette Binoche is in this scene in white. And that's really the only touch point beyond the fact that the movies are... Well, they even mentioned in blue that Julie Delpy is in, in this movie. And I'm like, I didn't even see her. She must have been just a, a, a yeah. tiny role kind of in the background. Yeah, exactly, and in that in that courtroom I, I scene. I didn't really... Oh, she was in the courtroom scene. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, pretty sure. She, if, if there was any point where she was going to be in it, it was, it was in there. So. Uh, okay. Sounds like we're getting into the movie discussion we already. We might as well get into the movie discussion. He's not here. He didn't watch it, so fuck him. Right. Let's just talk about the movie. Okay. Well, um, but I, I obviously, I think they, they, it sounds like they kind of connected him in that way yeah you know and, and, and really basically the the thing between these movies is is the theme is about emotional expression and a, a certain state of mind between the characters and that that there comes the red white and the blue so obviously yeah. we start out with the blue where there's this lady who's in deep mourning because she's lost not only her husband but her daughter as well in a yeah. car accident absolutely oh thank you 
And I'm kind of glad that Rick didn't see it because he'd probably be crying right now, thinking back on the film and going, oh, she was so sad. And of course, she had every right to be sad. You guys talk yeah, about absolutely. Movie like, it, it, she had an excuse to be an asshole to pretty much everyone. I think there was a scene in there where she was being an asshole to somebody, and they were like, you weren't like this before. Well, fuck you. Who cares? Yeah. You, you, know, you know, suddenly you get some perspective on life, and, you know, I think that perspective. And she was a little bit younger, right? Like, I think at one point she says she's 33. I think by this point, you know, we're in our She 40s. had to be in her 20s. Uh, yeah. By this point in life, we're in our 40s, and I think we almost have that same perspective. <laughs> I love I your expression. I was waiting to see what the reaction would be. <laughs> yeah. I was not expecting that. <laughs> That is a sour beer. So, so being in our 40s, I think you, you almost kind of gain that same perspective that she had where she had lost somebody and she realizes, you know, what's important in life is not necessarily mm-hmm. being polite all the time. I know, I know we lose some of that aspect, you know, getting as old and as grumpy as we are. It's like, I, yeah, you know, I don't got time for niceties all the time. <laughs> I'm not always going to be polite. Go fuck uh, your mother. Yes, you know, I mean, I, I did love the fact that uh, even... Even despite her loss and despite her anger and her frustration and, and the whole thing, she was still actually a decent human being. Even she even took the, her husband's lover who was pregnant with his kid, right, and, and, and was like, Here, "Here's our house. Take it. I don't want it anymore. All it is is memories to me." And you know, and even she mentions he always said and always claimed you to be the nicest, most generous, human, generous human being. Yeah, and. It, it just made you love the character more. It's not hard to love Julia Binoche at all. No. Trust me. But uh, on, on top of that, just being that character, was it was just amazing. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I think, you know, what I think what you see a lot with her struggling in the film is the fact that she's actually been the one who's right. Her, her husband who dies is this famous composer. Yeah. And I think what you see her struggling with is not only did she lose her, her spouse... And her child, but she also lost her career because it's hinted at that she's actually been the one that's been composing the music. Well, no, they actually mention it towards the end when she would, because the other, her friend, uh, her lover, who uh, she had slept with early on in the film, um, he actually kept all the music that her husband wrote. She was more of the... uh, the editor of that music right. and perfected it. So they were a team. Right. Is really what they were, but right. he got all the fame. He, she, he got all the fame and she never got any, any notation for it. So yeah. she lost her husband and then suddenly she can't create this music anymore, which is obviously a driving... Anybody who's writing music on that scale, that's the driving force in their life. So she loses that aspect as well because how could she ever, you know, face... The, she, she can't defame her husband and go, look, a lot of the reason why he was good was me, Right. And, and it's already well established she's a decent human being, and any decent human being wouldn't do that. So so then she can't create music, and then she tries with that partner, and then at one point he's like, look, you know, I know you're writing all this music. You're the one that's making this music great. Mm-hmm. I can't go any forward with it. If you're going to do music, you got to just simply put your yeah. own name on it. Well, it's funny because the song haunts her through the entirety of the film, and that, that's what... That's another reason why this film is just so well done. It's just well done. It's a well done film. I hope these aren't spoilers. <laughs> well, at first you you get that um, that is the music that's kind of following that is kind of the theme music of the entirety of the film, yeah. and then it you realize it's in her head. It's constantly haunting her. That whole the melody and the and the whole thing, and then it's not until she starts to go in and and make her notations and went, oh, okay, just flutes here and, you know, this, that, and the other, that it comes in and she's able to move on. And that's, it, it's kind of a beautiful aspect that she's able to go back, 
fixed the music that was supposed he was supposed to compose for. Uh, essentially, this takes place right at the beginning of where the they start the European Union. Yeah, and it's the unification of Europe. And he wrote this symphony and chorus that was supposed to be in it. And uh, she is, of course, his partner. And he hadn't finished it. She hadn't even seen it yet. So that's the end of the movie is, is her. Yeah, hey, you know, it's a really good movie. You know, I, I probably haven't seen it in 20 years. You know, I mean, yeah. honest, honestly, this is one of those first films when I started getting into, I was, you know, this is in my probably early, tw- early 20s, late teens when I seen this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not it sure what year it came. 20s, yeah. yeah. And this, it was 1993 when it came out. Yeah, so this is one of those first films where I started... 1995 deep, this, by the time it came over here. This is one of the first <laughs> series I've seen where you know I started to get into film and kind of really appreciate film for what it was. And, and going back and watching it, 20, it was a really good movie, mm-hmm. undoubtedly. It was just, you know, 20 years later I look at it and I go... It could have been refined like a little bit. Like it's just a little bit heavy-handed in some spots where it's like you know they're just pushed. Like the end scene where they're underneath the glass and it's kind of like a throwback to her swimming scenes. And like, uh, dude, yeah. I really don't fucking care for that. You know? I think it certainly could have ended once she had the music done. Yeah, it, that's it, that's all they really needed because that was the closure for the character. And I think I, you know I, I'm not familiar at all with the, the director, which is funny. You know, as much as I love this series, I never I don't know that I went back and watched anything else. I might, I may have. I just you know I'm not familiar enough with the yeah. director to know I, where he went from this and if he if he cleaned up it if, if he got Christoph more technically. Christoph Kailowski. I don't I, I don't I, know if he I got any I'm cleaner that up. like in later years. So yeah, but. Uh, certainly a really good series and it's a real shame that Rick didn't watch it because I, the onus for me having this whole entire month of throwback month going back to the 90s was to kind of bring Rick up to speed because I'm, I'm tired of hearing him talk about a movie having this unique aspect yeah. in it and I think well you just haven't seen oh, the three God. other movies that inspired this thing mm-hmm. yeah these three yeah. movies or this movie is going to do that this movie it was an inspiration to a lot of filmmakers especially the of late, I mean. Well, I, well, my idea of getting up to speed with '90s movies is all the crap movies that I'm. No, missed. no, and that, that's my biggest <laughs> argument with you. Stop watching crap. I didn't stop. I didn't. And that's why I wrote all those really short, you silly guys, reviews way, for you. I did watch movies. I just stopped watching the popular ones that were coming. Okay, through. name five movies. Name five movies mm-hmm. from the '90s. From the '90s from that the you 90s. watched. That, how about how that about no one else has ever seen? That nobody. Oh, Jesus Christ! Um, I'm not gonna sit here. We're by the way, we're taking your movie choice away because I know you haven't prepared anything because it's your pick. I was gonna recommend that we just watch the next one in the series. Oh, see, he's I right can, on. He's he's right here. He's and right then here. I will watch this one. That I was redeemed watch him it last night, but I didn't. I didn't feel very well, so I just I went to bed. Yeah. I was gonna get up this morning. I felt great because I was well, balls deep I, in beer. So, <laughs> Rick, I know, I know you've been working a lot lately, and I you know I wanted yeah. to apologize for our exchange on Facebook yesterday. Yes, Friday? Friday, not yesterday. You had an Friday. exchange? Yeah, Rick was, Rick was talking about Windows 7 being a crappy operating oh. system, and I was like, well, maybe it's got a... Oh. Yeah. He was voicing his frustrations well, on, on friend face, as he, he often does. Yeah, and, and I thought, well, I kind of crossed the line there. You know, I, I, I kind of I really wanted to help him. because it's been like forever since I've had I'm a not. really good project at work, and I was actually sitting at home sick, going, God, I wish I could do something. Then I'm like listening to Rick's problems. I'm like, I could fix that. Yeah, I can I, I, fix them too, but I shouldn't have to. That's the point I was making. But um, um, no, I didn't. It didn't bother me. No, I was, I was real that, shitty about. It. I felt bad. About, I, I apologize. I felt bad about it afterwards. I was like, to. no, I I was, uh, that's fine. I don't. Yeah. I can handle being challenged on things like that. I just, <laughs> I just um, it after three weeks with having a third of our workforce on Windows Seven, you know, I thought, yeah, I'm on Windows. I'm on a, a fairly recent operating system, and it will fairly no, recent. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, I'm just encountering 
the same amount of stupid shit, but it's all different now. It's uh, like corrupt user profiles. Printing, setting up a printer has become ridiculous. It doesn't talk to the print server. I mean, it's just, oh God, it's just I'm going to sit here and new, shake my head. I've just swapped a whole load of shitty problems for a whole I'm going to duck and trust and let you guys talk about this. But yeah. I don't know. I just... It, it's probably going to take me some time to get used to it. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you haven't been using Windows 7, it's probably just going to take a while for you to, to gain that, that, uh, that, that level of knowledge underneath you, the experience <laughs> of, of getting where you're going. I mean, it just, it, you know, it just takes a little bit of hands-on, right? Well, under the surface, it doesn't seem to be that much different from XP. It just seems to be... Yeah, re-skin. you just need to spend some time with it. You know, you, get, you need to get to know your lady. Well, they still have the registry, which I think they should have done away with a long time ago. Well, how do you get rid of the registry? You store all those things in discrete files instead of in one giant database that where where one, you, where you could search one entry. where you could search one database and find all the information you need. I can do it on with discrete files too. Yeah, you can. You just use a program that searches through. Oh, you like know, you want to introduce the, a separate program? To, I want it to, to be like a Mac where they use XML files hid in a hidden directory to store all that stuff instead of one giant database. Oh, you mean like a Mac that doesn't work every couple of years because something new comes out and it doesn't know how to handle it and they won't update it? I have never (laughs) seen such a Mac. (laughs) Oh, wait. You stop talking to SMB now? Out of the blue, you decide that... Uh, You just need to learn what you're doing. You just need to understand what you're doing. I just need to have a little experience with it. I mean, the the unfortunate thing is I've never been forced to have that experience because I've never had to administer more than a handful of Macs. And thank God for me, most of my Mac users... That's the the one thing about Mac users... You know why yeah. Macs are easy? Why? It's because you usually don't have to deal with them. The Mac users already go home and they use Macs. They're Mac fanatics. They can take care of most of their problems. But most of the Windows users in our, at, at where I work are also Windows users at home, and they don't seem to. Half of them don't seem to know what the fuck they're doing because they're idiots. <laughs> but that's the difference. So I'm saying that the, the, the Mac users at home are probably a little bit more into it. They're like fanboys, probably. Yeah. And, and they're a little more into it, whereas the Windows users are just using the computer because they want a computer to use. I will say it's kind of amazing to me how many people in our line of work don't really have not taken the time to at least get a basic understanding of how the it's, Macs work. Well, because I. I, I I work, you know, my peers where I work don't, like half of them were surprised I could get them get it on Active Directory. Mm-hmm. It's like, Are we going to talk about something interesting now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were off pissing. We were talking about this. Yes. If so, I could, I should have pissed all over this your, conversation. What's your interesting thing that you want to talk about? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I was... Uh, no, I'm. I'm just saying. That you want to go back to talking about you guys kids. are talking. You're talking shop, and you know the weekend and this podcast no, is not, not about talking. We're not talking shop. about work. We're just talking about Windows. And we were just. That talking, is work for you. We guys. were just talking yeah. about me apologizing to Rick. But oh, you don't. That's, true. Sorry, that's sorry. true. You don't have to though. It's fine. <laughs> I don't mind being. In fact, I like being challenged on those kind of things. So there you go. There you go. I, I did. I, speaking of podcasts, I've listened to a couple this week. One of them which made me feel better about uh, uh, stopping smoking weed before we had cell phones. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, what was it, Greg Proofs was telling a story. He was in Montreal recently, and or one of the times he was in Montreal, he, and there's a, a, a pot joint there. You can go and smoke weed in this one place. And he was so baked that he, went to, he, he, got, he got back to his hotel room to call his wife. He dialed whatever number. Say, oh, hey, honey, it's just me. Bye. I love you. And then the next morning, he calls his wife. And his wife is like, hey, why didn't you call me? He's like, I did. I left a message. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> he called some no. random number and told a stranger how much he loved him. Some guy so, calls And him I could see myself. I could do that sober, <laughs> let alone really wasted. But, oh, my God. He gets a call from a guy the next day. 
I love you too, man. Yeah. You're awesome. You yeah. made me feel Come so over. You made but well, everybody could just use more hugs. I mean, you know, you absolutely. Know, you know, I could use one of those kind of voicemails. I really wish somebody <laughs> would call random. me. You know, that'd be the that'd be the digital equivalent of getting a hug. And I know I could use a hug every now and then. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> In fact, I, I think I should add that to my resume every day. I should just like, call a random number and tell yeah. them I love them. Yeah. Oh, Why not? Jesus. Hey, man, I love you. <laughs> Click. Just text just a random like, number, though. Or, yeah, but it's always going to be like, hello, this is Ted's Taxi Service. <laughs> hey, man, I love you. Click. <laughs> there, was a, uh, there was a program on the iPad for a while that would give you, that would issue you a, uh, an unused phone number, and you could do text messages over it. And so out of curiosity, I downloaded it and just started playing around with it. And what's funny is that the numbers must have been recently, like, recollected from, from people who, were, who had them. Uh-huh. Because every time I did it, every time I issued myself a new number, I would get some random text message from somebody I didn't know who apparently had, wasn't aware that this wasn't that person's number anymore. And some of it was really funny. I mean, some of it was like... Um, like I had that for an entire month from somebody who had my, my uh, a number. Yeah. And we kept going back and forth. I go, dude, stop texting me. I know you. I, and, and, and you know what it went back to is the, the Apple iMessage and the linking between the account and the phone number. Oh, it drove me crazy. And it drove, you know, the other people crazy as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there was a couple of those embarrassing messages. Well, I had one guy texting me up in it. I think I was, he thought I was a guy who had been hanging out with his girlfriend. What do you mean by much. hanging out? like being seen in public with her too much and uh. he was basically threatening me to stay away from her oh, no. and so i played into it i was just like hey i'm gonna i was gonna ask did you text back <laughs> yeah. just please tell me you texted back some of these people i kept i played i played it you know, as if i were the guy for a while and then it, then i started going off into these bizarro directions that he wasn't you know just uh, just sending it taking it into directions that uh made no sense at all did you, and after did you text he, him back hey i think there's something wrong with my cock can you come over and, and check this shit out <laughs> I, I hear you're really good with plumbing. Why don't you come fix it for me? <laughs> what is this sour that we're drinking, by the way? It is the Ten Barrels Bellingham Berry Crush. It's really good. Yeah. It's pretty good. I like I it, like too. It. It's a much better breakfast beer than the last one. That's why I got it. I thought it's morning time. Maybe I could get something. <laughs> I thought it was going to be uh, more of a... I don't know if this is a Rattler or it's not. Good on, those go good on Cheerios. These raspberries, I believe, come from Box Berries Farm. Is that on my right? I'm trying to remember because I remember reading yeah. all up about this one because they, they took the berries from, specifically from Bellingham and took them down to oh. uh, Bend to brew this. Wow. Um, what brewery is this from? Uh, ten, ten Barrel. Barrels. Ten Barrel. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. All, we, we all know we, Ten Barrel. We do dig Ten Barrel. Yeah. They're pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I want one of their vending machines I saw on the Internet. They had the vending machine. Oh, with the swell in it? Yeah. yeah. I want one of those t- freaking things in my house. <laughs> A vending machine. I'm picturing a little cup dropping out, and then it pours. No, like a, the a bottle of beer would come out of it. Yeah, the 22. The 22 <laughs> would come out of it. I was like, oh, just to have that. Just to have that would oh, be Jesus. awesome. So, 10 barrel is 10 barrels in Washington? They're in Bend. Yeah, they're in Bend. Oh, Oregon. Bend. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I've had anything by them so far that I didn't like. Why haven't we made a trip to Bend lately? Yeah. Ever lately, ever <laughs> like we've gone. They there don't have an airport. Time. That's why I haven't been there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm make a road trip. We could drive down to it. Again, road trips. Yeah. What you, else is in Bend? The uh, shoots. Three other breweries. Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. it's, yeah. The home, it's the home base for every good beer around. It'd be cool if we could get um, find you know plan find out what their tours are and, and go through some of the breweries and. Mm, yes, that's what I, exactly what I'm saying, right? Yeah. 
Maybe that could be our 50th episode. We'll have to plan a trip to Bend. 50th episode. 50th. And really piss off our wives. Yeah. And leave them behind again. Well, if, if, if Jeff takes shotgun, I'm pretty sure you could fit in the back of my car. We'll, we'll race down there and we'll get there. You're pretty race sure I can there. fit in the back of the car? Is maybe. that because, uh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> and when he says race down there, he means race down there. Oh, I've driven behind this motherfucker you're, before. Oh, okay. You're, you're, I thought you were making oh, I had, I had, you know, I, I, you know, I got to make a long road trip. I went to see my mom yesterday down in uh, Marysville. Yeah. And I got to do it solo in the morning. A lot of fun. Yeah. And then when I got down there, I found the, the, gas, the gas store that sells the racing gasoline, the E85. Uh, I was going to ask you to explain your new friend face photo. It's, a, it's 105 octane, so you top, top your tank off with that. That doesn't mean anything to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get a lot of torque. There's torque involved yes. with octane? Yes. Okay. Remember, I'm not, a, I'm not really... My, it took nah. my man card a long it made, time It made ago, my so. car drive really well. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> Very good. I'm glad you that's, car what, well. that's what Jeff and I, I need. I did to hear. what the dealer said. You My know, car I, would drive better if it had a better driver. You need to explain things in the units <laughs> yeah, called right. vroom. Vroom. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Well, you know, I, I, I did. I did. I I did when I took the car out for a test drive, I took, you know, the, the owner. I got four of the vrooms lot. out of that shit. Oh, whoa, man. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. The owner of the lot, when I was taking the test drive, said, keep it under 100. And I took that to heart yesterday. I kept it under 100. Barely. Right under 100. Oh, right Jesus. under 100. Yeah. So how long did you do that? Yeah, just in little spurts. I'm not, you know, I'm oh, not okay. really big on speeding. Like, like the whole idea of getting a, a ticket like really scares the shit out of me. Why? But I, because I got to pay for it and I got to face my wife. <laughs> facing, <laughs> facing my wife scares me much more than paying for the ticket. I Let's be honest. I was waiting to hear something about racism or whatever, and no. instead it comes down. No, to No, it always comes down to facing the wife. <laughs> Like, oh fuck! I don't want to deal with. Oh, this I don't shit. want to end up on the side of the highway so getting we, beat by a cop. No, it's not that. It's so. The, it's I the knew life. I was past the last spot in Blaine, right where the, the cop's going to be on the, the freeway. Like yeah. you know, I've, I've driven it every day for the last twelve years. So yeah. I, I know there's potentially no more cops. So I didn't mind you know riding a hundred all the way up to the, the on ramp, you know, two miles down the road, yeah. and just blowing the shit out of the F one ten that wanted to race me. I'm watching him way behind me. Smokes blowing out of his exhaust oh, as he's trying to keep up. No chance in hell. What, was fun. what is that? That's a car, right? Yeah, it was a big truck. Oh, it's a big truck. Uh, a, okay. huge truck. Uh, a huge truck. We're gonna have to a have huge truck wanted to race a little sporty car? That doesn't well, he has a really me. big engine and can go really fast. You it just takes it. him a long time to get there. You do much more of that, Mike. We're going to have to buy you a backward baseball cap. <laughs> we're taking you to Assland. <laughs> Literally, we're going through a cupboard yeah. called douchebaggery into douchelandia. Well, it's funny. I mean, it's you know, a, a few of us, a, a few of us can be geeky about cars and still be geeky, you know. Because we were at PAX and I was talking to mm-hmm. the guy in the lab jacket, and you guys were talking about something else. We start talking about cars because he's into cars as well. He's got a little. Uh, it was a GTI or a Golf. I think it was a Golf, and we were talking about that. And you yeah, know, I heard we're you talk- guys talking about that. We were, we're talking about the the new uh, the new car that's coming out. Is it an else? LC, there's like a little car that's coming out. It's like going to be about sixty five hundred dollars. It's eighty four miles to the gallon. We we're talking about how cool that is. I'm buying that. Yeah, it's, it's 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 basically a converted motorcycle. It's converted into like a three, and then you sit down and two people. I've can ride. heard of those. I thought those were illegal here because uh, they have them all over like China and places. They're, yeah, well, they're, they're, they're essentially motorcycles with a frame around it, right. and you just blah, 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 you you put your way. They don't go over like fifty or sixty miles an hour. Or something no, like that. this one goes like ninety. 
Oh, okay. It takes ten seconds to get there, so it's well, these are slow. These, uh, the ones I'm talking about are like they're like three thousand yeah. dollars. No, this is sixty five hundred for the price, and they get like eighty five miles a gallon. I mean, so I was, ridiculous. I thing. was thinking, for and it's it's essentially a motorcycle with a frame around for it. for six grand. I'm gonna and get it. And it only fits like one or two people. Yeah, no, two two people max. Probably no groceries at all. But uh, for sixty five hundred dollars, oh, for sixty five hundred dollars <laughs> in a year, you're gonna make your money back if you're driving that to work and back every day at eighty five miles. So you got room for my growlers. We're yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. They go in the back seat. No passenger. You're fine. Exactly. Eighty five miles. What did you just say? Eighty five miles to the gallon. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. Yeah, it's, 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 that it, is bringing sexy back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's crazy. Guess and sixty five hundred dollars? That's nothing, man. Yeah. I could. No, no, that I could. That's. I could pay that. And then on top of that, I think there's a one of the automotive stores is getting behind it, and is like agreed that you know every Pep Boys store is going to become like a shop where you can take your car to get it repaired. Oh, so, nice. so there'll be like service centers all over the freaking place. Yeah, Pep Boys is everywhere. So yeah, I thought we still have one around here, don't we? We used to. Uh, I think there's one. It's not in town here, but I think there's one that's pretty close. So yeah, I think I, I'm getting behind this idea. I, I like. I don't. I don't know why I'm not going to buy one. I, 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 no, I. I almost pulled the trigger on it early. I almost pulled it. Yeah, I almost pulled the trigger on it earlier this week. I was like, well, the wife don't have to know about it. I mean, you know, and it's going to save us money. So why not? You know. Shit. Yeah, that's going to be my commuter car. I mean, I, I don't know how much of a lifetime you're going to get out of it, but at $6,500, if you get two, two years out of it, you're going to make all your money back on the gas you're going to save. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you and me, you know, you you more than me, but uh, we both well, yeah, put some high mileage. It's a 45-minute drive. It's basically 35 miles to work. Some motherfuckers live in Bellingham, and they drive, uh, you know, seven miles to work, and, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I've already put 2,000 2, miles on my car, and I've had it for less than a month. Wow. Yeah, I, I put a lot of miles on my car. Yeah, I'm at 200. Seven I'm miles. almost I at think I'm five miles. miles actually. Five. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. I basically every five you fill up years every month? I put about a hundred thousand miles on my car. So I can make it to work if I if I don't hit any red lights yeah. on the way to work. I can make it there in eight minutes from my house. Well, that's the problem with living in town, though. Is yeah, you're five awesome. miles away, and, and if you hit, don't hit any of the red lights, you can make it there that fast. But you're never not hitting red lights. No, it only it happens very rarely. Yeah, it like just driving like across town. To, I get mad sometimes when I got to drive from one end of town to the other, and it takes twenty minutes. I, like, I could have drove all the way home in twenty three minutes. <laughs> it's thirty miles away. <laughs> well, it's, you know, you have the you have I five. Must going be right. nice. Both yeah. of your drives. <laughs> yeah, my drive takes longer than you, both you, of yours you combined. <laughs> no, I'm not even going to complain. I know you have you have the big boy drive. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, the, it's a, we have I five going right through Bellingham, but it, it's like. Getting to any of the I'm sorry, fellas, I gotta stand up. Yeah, getting to any of the um, actual entrances to the to the freeway is, I mean, the the way Bellingham has it planned, it's it's almost like they don't want you to get on the freeway. No. So half the time it's easier just to, just to. It's go Hotel on. California right here in Bellingham. <laughs> You'll never leave. You never get to leave ever. Yeah. Everyone comes here eventually. So what's the fastest you've ever driven? Uh, buried the needle at 120 and just kept going. Oh, holy crap. Oh yeah, I, I had, uh, when I was a kid, I had the old beater cars for like $300, which for back then it was like 60s cars that had like big 320, or, you know, 429 engines in them and, and had the doors weighed as much as my car now, yeah. you know, just one of the doors. And they were huge. I had a, a Ford LTD. Yeah. Um, it was a big, huge four-door. I fit 14 people in that thing at one time, and I buried the needle at about 120 out on the flats and <laughs> going out towards Samish Island and just kept going. It, it, it went, this, wah, the needle sweet? just kept going around. And then uh, you could, actually, after a while, you could watch the gas gauge just, just wah, go from full to half full <laughs> within minutes. You know, I, I 
but I've I've driven. Is this very in fast. any way linked to the story about the cop calling you an asshole or driving? No, no, that was in my little escort. <laughs> okay, my little escort that well, uh, I was driving lot, like an asshole. It takes a lot. Of no, I think I would have gotten a bigger uh, slap on the wrist. I think so. It, not just a slap on the wrist. I probably would have ended up in jail because we were going I, very fast. Fast as I've ever gone is a hundred. Like right at 100, and then, yeah. I, and then I backed off with some friends and I in high school. We skipped school and decided to drive to Olympia for yeah. the day. And uh, for some reason, we got it in our heads that we all wanted to drive 100 miles an hour. So our first first guy was driving. He got up to 100, came brought back down to normal, pulled over. We, we traded, did it again. And so <laughs> I don't know why Funny. we did that. But um, re- um, a few months ago, I was taking Mason to... Uh, we were doing what we call our nerd trip where we go to all the different collectible sh- stores and comic shops and mm-hmm. within like a hundred miles or whatever. Yeah. And we were on the freeway and he was, he, at the t- he's really obsessed with um, Back to the Future. And he goes, Dad. Really? Yeah. I don't know why he's really into Back to the Future, but he goes, he goes, Dad, you should go 88 miles an hour so I can see what that's like. And I was like, 88 miles an hour, what? And he goes, Back to the Future. I'm like, yeah. oh, God. All right, fine. And so I found this. 1.21 really gigawatts. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't get that part of it in there. Did you get it to 88? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. For for a very brief time. Right. I got it up, and he was watching. He was well, you watching know, it hit 88, and it's, he's going, he's going, oh, this is cool. And I said, okay, yeah, but we're going to slow down now. Yeah. <laughs> I think I brought it up before, but uh, one Friday night when we are half-toasted, mostly on weed, um, <laughs> I did, we decided in one of my big ancient cars yeah. to go to Seattle. It took us uh, 25 minutes to get from Burlington to Seattle. <laughs> So, yes, I've gone fast before. Yeah, 25 minutes. You know, the horrible thing is I've got the kids in the car, and they always are encouraging me. Like, yeah. Dad, you could do, Dad. <laughs> yeah, you going to pay the ticket, little man? Yeah, no kidding. That's the age to do it, you know. You get the, you get the thrill Mom, of it. Mom's not in the car, we won't tell. Mom's not in the car, we won't tell. Yes, you will. It'll come out <laughs> until, of your little blabber sooner or later. Until they want something out of it. Right. And then, it, then it comes out. Blackmail. Until, yeah, exactly. They have, they have something yeah. on you now. That's what their plan is. <laughs> Dad's gonna yell at me one of these days, and I'm gonna bring out I'm gonna bring out the speed card. You know, I hadn't even considered that. That's how slow I, I watched am. Dad do rails off of the uh, dashboard while he was doing 115, and he didn't even offer us any. <laughs> Dad does not know how to share. Dad doesn't have manners. Dad didn't share his cocaine. Wait, why do you know what cocaine is? <laughs> we learned about it in school. You're, you're, you're 13 years old. You should know what cocaine yeah. is. Well, speaking of which, I'm now the parent of a teenager, which has been Ta-da! not any different, really. Oh, she, I mean, not so made... far. It'll get different. And, yeah, you, you brought up the fact um, it kind of freaked me out a little bit, but I'm going to let you explain it. Right. It was sex with or between minors, and you, oh. you kind of creeped me out a little bit. Yeah, it's already creeping me out. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm yeah, now this, uncomfortable because I said that out loud in a, in a crowded this, this, restaurant. This was a topic. It was funny enough, you know. I mean, uh, creepy. I know occasionally yep. you listen to Chris Ryan. I like. I don't mind to... between. It's right. not with. The with was what freaked me out. Right. Well, even typing it, I felt it was funny. Icky. Yeah. <laughs> it was exactly because Chris Ryan somehow recently I think Gene posted... Simmons is going to come back into this discussion. But go ahead. Oh yeah. Well, I'm he sure might. he's done he things might. that. Uh, <laughs> we couldn't. It would make us. That's blush, what he's angry about. He's too old to get. Yeah, he's fifteen-year-olds now. Exactly. So anyway, go ahead, Mike. So, so recently, Christopher Ryan posted an article on uh, uh, older people having sex with minors, like nineteen or twenty. You know, girls mature pretty fast, right? So sometimes, yeah, sometimes. See, that's a rude thing to say. It makes me feel creepy to even say it. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, older males will have 
sex. I'm sorry, no offense to your teenage daughters, but I don't want to talk to them. No. Maybe, maybe, I don't. Maybe, maybe not you, but, but... His daughter is quite fairly mature and a very nice girl, but I don't want to talk to her for any length of I'm time. Ju- I'm just saying it happens. <laughs> it happens, and I, I think, you know, there's... A I don't ge- know how people do it. There's a general rule out there, well, you go, well, gr- girls mature faster, or boys. You know, you see, it, you see this a lot with, like, teachers who will have sex with their underage male students. I mean, it's Mary Kay Letourneau is the popular creepy. one. But you still see it come up in the news, like, yeah. like uh, at least once a year. You're gonna find it's amazing how frequently that that story repeats itself. So, so we know yeah. that it, we know that it happens, and we know that kids are sexual. I mean, you know, I, I was, I was still a minor when I started having sex. I, you know, I wasn't, I was, I was borderline. I think we were all minors when we had. I was, I so, so we know, I we, we know that kids are sexual. But you know, Chris else. Ryan had posted something going. Is it really as bad as we think it is to, you know, if, if a girl's 16, 17 and she wants to have sex and the guy's a little bit older, is it really that bad? So he, he had posted an article and he was a little... As long as the guy's not 47, I think he it's was, fine. Well, he was a little perplexed why, you know, a lot of his articles get shared, right? They get like, a, everybody hits the share button, like everybody on my, my, my Facebook feed will, will see it. Yeah. This article didn't get a lot of shares on it. And he was like, well, I... I I don't understand why this one, and I think he did. I think he was just calling it out and trying to figure out why, exactly. And and I think, I think what Chris Ryan's a big deal. And I told him, I go, look, a, I want to talk about it on the podcast first, so I'll share it out after we talk about it on the podcast. Absolutely. But B, I'm also a parent, Chris, and Chris, you know that, you know, he he'll often say, I don't have that perspective because I've never been a parent. Mm-hmm. So I know that uh, you know, like. To be honest, I think I'd be okay, you know, if Liliana is 16 and she had sex with somebody who was a little bit older, you know, it would not even a minor as well. It probably mm-hmm. really wouldn't bother me, even if the guy was 40. She's going to have sex with somebody who's experienced and probably knows, you know, is more mature. Like, I want her having sex with a guy who's 18 or 19 is a complete douchebag? I don't know. But I've had the conversation with my wife, and she kind of shed some light on this where... A lot, a lot of the perspective, you go, well, even if, you know, at 16, you know, she's mature and she feels like she could do it, the guy who's older is obviously taking mental advantage of the situation. Yeah. And that, that's that, exactly. I, that you just hit the nail on the head. And one, the one thing I wanted to bring up is that's what we're mostly afraid of is someone taking advantage of our child yeah. or a child in any way. So if, if somebody's 40 and they're going out with teenagers, there is definitely something wrong with the 40-year-old because I'm not really even attracted to teenagers. I'm sorry, I'm yeah. not. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm yeah. barely attracted to 20-somethings what at if, this point. What if... And it, it, no, I, I find myself often looking at older women now more now than I ever did. Yeah. And um, I, I just... I find there's obviously something wrong with a person that does that and they're most likely either creepy, like creepy, creepy, re- real creepy, Roofy type creepy, or they're they're somehow emotionally stunted. It's like I, I have some friends that that went out and married some younger people, and yeah, those people were emotionally stunted when it came to relationships. Everything else, they were perfectly fine. But yeah, when it came well, to relationships, and, and, they were a bit emotionally stunted, and so I kind of understand why they went for the younger person. Yeah, and, and it kind of balances out, right? I mean, you say emotionally stunted like it's a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like maybe guys just don't mature well, in some manner. It depends on the age. If you're in your 60s and you're emotionally stunted, there's probably a... <laughs> then, yeah, then then you need some medication anyway, so it's okay. And, but, you know, in, in my mind, until I, had the, until I had had that conversation with Nicole, and it occurred to me that yeah, I mean, that could... Certainly, to get a female's perspective is a lot better. It's... 
you know, certainly they're really concerned about, you know, a person who's older is going to be taking advantage of the situation. But, I, 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 you know, even even part of me still thinks, well, what if it's the younger kid coming on to the older kid? I, kind I, of a Lolita thing? Yeah, it, I would have, you know what, I have a hard time saying no. Yeah, so, so a lot of people younger, do. You know, 17, as long as I'm 18. assuming, yeah, I'm assuming le- if as long as it's but, legal. But, you know, I mean, I should know better, but I might not do better. Um, the, yeah, I mean, then when you when you were saying that, that's what I, I just kept thinking. No matter how mature you are at a, at whatever age, you know, even if you're very mature at a young age, you're still there's still that like part of you in your youth where you could be talked into a lot of stupid crap. You know, even if you could even talk. I was usually the one doing the stupid talking. So (laughs) right. (laughs) Let's do this. That's illegal. I don't care. I I think Mike and I are still feeling the effects of it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, But no, I I think even even a mature kid can be talked into a lot of things that might. But what if they talk themselves into it? Does that make it any better or worse? Yeah, what I'm saying is they don't they don't have the experience to look. You know, they don't have the. 35-year-old version of themselves to consult with and but say, is this really a good idea to be doing That's part of this? life experience, though, yeah. I think. And, yeah, but you yeah. don't want to gain life experience by making huge mistakes like that. But that's how we gain life experience. Right. Uh, I've gained all my you experience can, you can from make, fucking you up. Can make exp- you can make mistakes that are so bad that they screw you up for the next 10 years of your mm-hmm. life. So. Absolutely. But, I'm coming from and a I've pretty... I've made those mistakes. Yeah, well... But I'm here. coming from a pretty different perspective here and thinking, when is sex ever a mistake? I mean, maybe that's the bigger and, question. But that's that's what that's what I mean. I think that's what Nicole's pointing out is that it, at that age they can be manipulated. They can be even though a so they have kid, sex. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? Because they're basically being used by someone else for their own enjoyment. And do you really want? If, and if they enjoy it too, if they do, they really enjoy it, or is it just sort oh, of everybody that, enjoys sex? I don't thing. care if they're sixteen or fi- or sixty. Sixty. Well. Okay, but not everybody. As as I'm sorry, but not not you're you're wrong. Not everybody. Maybe not everybody. As as it's done probably your... the majority of people do. Yeah. In a way, um, I think I think men have a little better time of it than women. But yeah, I just just because yeah. men are usually inadequate. Anyway. You know, there's, they start from a place of inadequacy. <laughs> if there's something, if there's <laughs> whoa, I'm actually there. That's that's. If usually there's something a... more going on, like if there's some some kind of manipulation, or you change this person, like like my concern would be with like the 16 year old Oliver Liliana gets into the situation where they're having sex. With an older person, yeah. is suddenly they start shifting their goals. Like if it's not just sex, like if the manipulation comes to the point but where th- they're getting kind of turned, and it's not just the sex, it, you know, suddenly they're changing. I don't want to go to college, Dad, or my grades start falling off. Then right, there's right. then there's a problem. Also, you have, but I think that the, stuff. I think that stuff would happen regardless. If you have a kid that can actually be turned against major, like things like going to college or wanting to do things. I mean, I think that was that seed was probably already there to begin with, and so that would. I don't know if that necessarily but brings maybe, it out. Maybe that's only there because we, we place so much importance on sex for some reason. Maybe we should just... We do in our society. Maybe we definitely. should just be a little more frivolous with it and go, hey, it's but just sex. And then well, here's when, the, here's, you can, when you sorry. can create a human life out of this thing, there's a, there's a reason to put a you little bit of You don't have to. I mean, there, you can there, there are methods. And teenagers <laughs> do a lot of wrong things. Yeah, so that's that's, there is that. But often, here, I'm gonna, I want to make two points. Um, generally, we date people we're associated with, correct? I mean, we, we tend to, yeah. uh, um, as adults, we can put ourselves in a public situation. But most of the time when teenagers are in situations with adults, it's usually the adult is some sort of authority figure, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a police officer, whether it's, you know, a, a parent of another child, yeah. whatever. 
And that's where I usually take exception to these kind of relationships. If they have that sort of relationship, it's almost like this weird master and servant uh, relationship that if that is certainly an authority figure taking an advantage of one of their lessers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's where I find ex- the most exception. Um, adults having sex with uh, teenagers, I don't, I mean, you can buy a teenager in most of the countries on this planet, including this one. So uh, having sex with teenagers isn't necessarily a, that big, quote unquote, of a deal, but it's, it's what kind of relationship is this relationship coming from? Uh-huh. And that's where I take exception. When it's somebody taking advantage, and you can see an adult taking advantage of that situation. It's the same reason um, child children molested by priests are so damaged, because that is their connection a, to a, their higher being. And that is taking advantage of, of a situation and a relationship that should never been have taken right. advantage of. Yeah. So I'm going to take my devil's advocate card because that's really all I was doing. Like, like I, I no, I, 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 I love the devil's advocate. I'm, I'm, I love the devil. I'm going to take so. that back and go. Think I'm thinking right. about joining the satanic church. Have you heard those guys? They're awesome. Yeah, right. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that in my... Seriously, we'll, we'll good, cover that topic in a minute. They have good choice. They have good from, taste From my perspective, I think, yes, we need to take a little less importance on sex. It's just sex. But at the same time, if we take the importance away from sex, go have sex with other teenagers. I don't give a fuck. But see, that's that's use a, protection. I mean, just that's use protection. And I've I've come right. to uh, now. Your daughter's a teenager, which kind of prompted me. Your daughter is a teenager and yeah. going into university she's a, now. She's an adult. And so you guys are all kind of going through these things that are a lot different than what I'm going through. But it, it certainly makes me think about my daughter. I have a daughter, and I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to sex. I remember I dated a girl from you remember Shirley. Yes. Um, she was. A, Essentially, teenager. teenager. She was 19 when I started dating her. I was like 27, 26. Oh. And, uh, um, but she told me a story about her 23-year-old boyfriend when she was 16. And they went off to the coast together. And her parents gave her a basket full of condoms. So in our society, that would be considered tantamount to child molestation. Uh, in in a European society, it's they're a lot more open I about don't. their sexual behavior, and I would rather be that kind of open and say, "Hey, you may have sex, you may not have sex. I just want you to be safe, and I don't want you to have kids." I, at I need more context for that story to understand. What, what do you mean? She was dating are, a guy for a year or two. Were the parents the type that would that taught her, you know, not to? You know, to be responsible with this kind of thing. Essentially, that or, was kind of their way of saying, you know, you go ahead and do this because we know you're going to do it. You know, your your son or daughter is going to have sex. Okay, but, at probably a very young age, especially so our society is so okay. inundated. But if that's with all the parents behavior, did. Just throw that at her and said, "There you uh, go." No, it was I it was that more than bullshit. that. It was like their first year anniversary, and they yeah. they threw some wine and 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 condoms into the basket. It was like a gift basket for them yeah. to go off to the coast together and have a good time. Yeah. So, first of all, she's 16, 17 years old. Right. This guy's tw- in his early 20s, and they went off to the coast to have a good time. Did they give him wine and, and things like that? Yes. They gave, they gave him condoms? Yes. Yeah. The drinking age there is officially 18, but they start drinking at a very young age anyway. Right. But uh, for us here, that would be, that's tantamount to uh, uh, you know, child abuse. And I don't view it as childish. I view it yeah. as that child be- growing up. It's part of growing up. Yeah, I don't know anybody who would view that as child abuse. I, don't, I would I mean, rather her. I'd rather my daughter instead of being sneaky behind my back. Yeah, tell me. Uh, yes, I am having sex. But no, no, I'm, no I'm, kids okay. can ever do. But that. are you doing it safely? That's really what I want. Yeah, to know. yeah. I mean, that's and the best. Of course, you can I do. haven't gotten there yet. So I don't. I don't think any kid's going to actually say that to their parent, no matter how open you are about it. I just don't uh, think yes and no. I mean, I know uh, with. 
I know females tend to uh, confess a lot more to their moms than their dads. Yeah. And same thing with sons. Yeah. So I hope to have a relationship with my daughter where we're open enough and we're, you know, good enough of a relationship to where she, it's always going to be uncomfortable, that situation. I don't think it has anything to do with how, how comfortable they are, though, with you. I think it has more to do with the fact that at that age, when kids start doing that kind of stuff, they're getting into that phase where they want to, Oh, they absolutely. want to break away, absolutely. and it's like this is no longer any of your business. Even mm -hmm. if you're really open with them, they're they're just sort of establishing that kind of I, yeah. I have my own life, and this isn't you know you're not absolutely you don't get to be part of that one. Absolutely, but um, I think you can set up a situation in the relationship where their relationships outside of yours yeah. can you can still be part of each other's lives. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Sure. Absolutely. I just think that's a, that's probably one of those first areas where where a young person probably decides that's that's where the mom and dad don't get to don't get to hear about that. Yeah. And they don't get to be part of that one. And I, I almost think that's almost. I almost think that's healthy, because that's like the, the, the. I mean, that's like the first major part of a person's life where they where they it. It's completely kind of, separate from their family and unit. And kind of taking their own responsibility for it. Um, so at that point, that's kind of like. Um, Hopefully you've taught your kid, you know, how to handle that before they get to that point. Mm -hmm. Cause I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just don't. Um, I can't picture a kid actually sharing that information with their parents. I mean, there probably are ones out there that do it. Oh, absolutely. But, but uh, uh, no, and you're right. It, it, they're, they're, at that point, they're very so separate from their family, and they yeah. want to be separate because yeah. they're trying to be their own person, even though they're teenage idiots. <laughs> but, you know, hey, I was one of the biggest teenage idiots. Yeah, I did I shit that I probably should still be in jail for. But <laughs> uh, nonetheless, I, I'm, st I'm here today, and I'm, yeah. I've not been to jail, so I'm very lucky. Yeah. But, no, yeah, the, the sex that's... with teenagers, I, I don't, first of all, I just don't get it. And that maybe that's part of my problem, devil's advocate or not. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy being the devil's advocate, but no, I don't. What did, what did Mike say the original article was about? Um, Christopher Ryan, uh, Dr. Christopher Ryan does a podcast, Tangentially Speaking. I just listened to uh, The Humiliatrix. Oh, great, yeah. great uh, interview with The Humiliatrix. She does stuff on the internet. She's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, but um, he apparently posted something on his blog or whatever yeah. about teenage sex. And is it really, is it oh, really something right. we should okay, be yeah, so yeah. overly concerned about? Or is it something we should, you know, yeah. not necessarily encourage, but not treat as something so not treat as the forbidden fruit right you know we have such a terrible view of sex in our society that i you know i don't know i just yeah. i have i have really hard time with our culture after being in other cultures even like in mexico mm -hmm. their culture is much more free and open than ours yeah. when it comes to uh puritanical thinking and religion granted they have their problems i mean women still get paid one third of what men do uh, for the same job they 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 still have a problem with uh, uh date rape and and treating women even remotely as nicely as we do and we still treat women like shit so what do you got here wow we just got another beer i was just getting on a soapbox so i'm glad you showed up <laughs> What is it? It is the uh, Firestone Walker Double DBA. Oh. Yeah, no, this, this I, I really, you know, they had the Deschutes uh, Belgian IPA, which I don't know if you guys have ever tried that yet. It's really good. I it's the one not. with the footprints on it. 
super good. What is the footprints on it? I don't know. Uh, what you're talking forage. About. It's called forage. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's super good. I have not had it. They had a keg of it here. She had me taste it. It was it was blown. It was like there's no carbonation at all left. It was horrible. Like killed my palate, and I was like, "Well, of course I'm going to go." The other, the other thing that's on the menu. Well, we just got done with something strong, and I still haven't finished. I'm still really surprised at myself. Usually, I'm the first one done. Well, you're the hungover one here. Well, maybe Not Rick anymore. is too. I'm starting to feel better. Yeah. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> but this is a classic. I mean, you know, when it comes, when it's released, you know, of course you have this one. This is super good, of course. Yeah. Firestone Walker, they can mm-hmm. do no wrong except for their Pills IPA thing. Outside of that. Right on. No, we were just continuing the conversation about the teenage sex thing. Oh, yeah. I think I got my point across. He, he had some good points as well. Yeah, well, I mean, he's got a daughter who's not a teenager anymore. She's a young well, adult. she is. She'll be a teenager for at least another year or two. She's 18? She's 18 now, so she's got 18 and 19 to go. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair she, game. Yeah, so I'm, I'm getting she's to the end game. of the teens. That's the kind of talking it. and thinking you need to stop. <laughs> She's fair game. Of course, she could say the same thing about, you know, anybody. Other that's, people, That's too. the kind of talking that our podcast could generate some controversy over and get lots of listens. Well, I think the discussion just did, and I would love to get, uh, uh, I know we're, none of us are nearly as educated in, or probably as smart as, as Dr. Christopher Ryan, right. but I was just listening to the Humiliatrix. Yeah, she's really to, good. Uh, yeah. Sierra Lynch, yeah, I think yeah. Is her Sierra name. Lynch, yeah. And uh, wow, how interesting! And I love the way, the fact, how she got into it. She sold a bottle of her own piss for two hundred and fifty dollars. Right. Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, some great stories she had, <laughs> and it really brought fetishes back, kind of to the forefront of my mind. Right. And, and yeah, I mean, I don't know that that's one of that I could get in and spend money on. Like, I might enjoy it on like some aspect, but I don't think that's one I'd ever spend money on. No, it's not something I I, I could see myself maybe doing the dominatrix. You know, yeah. some physical pain is never a bad thing with sex. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I've I've experienced some things yeah. like that that I'm not going to talk about right now. Why not? Um, because uh, <laughs> it's a podcast. Because it, it was with a teenager. <laughs> well, luckily I was a teenager too. Oh, okay. Actually, no, she was in her 20s and I was a teenager, but that's okay. Anyway, no, I, I, that's for another podcast. And I, it's, it, oh, well, it, it comes from a, a, I will a hold back my stories if we're not going to get into it. And drunken haze. <laughs> right. And uh, no, I, I've done some of that stuff. Not a lot. You know, a little bit of tie me up, tie me down, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but never, never. There's nothing like coming home from a hard day's work and, you know, being completely stressed out and then having that taken all the way away from you. That's true. That's true. Very satisfying. Yeah, it's no. It's, you it's had a, you had a shitty week, a shitty month. And come home, and then it's all taken away from you. Like you've got yeah. no control over nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Can be very satisfying. Yeah, just to let go. That's that's the thing. You just need to let go. And, and you don't even get to let go, right? Like it's kind of like outside of your hands. Well, you're right? forced to let go. Yeah, exactly. That, that's kind of the point of the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Like I, I listened to the same podcast, tangentially speaking, um, of the dominatrix that he was talking to. And she said, you know, most of the people that come to me are these six figure earning guys yeah. that have control over corporations and, and they have a lot of responsibilities. And it's forcing them to just give it all away. Lose control. Right. Or, or give yeah. that control away. Right. No. It's very satisfying. And no, it is. It can be. I'm, I'm not saying I'm six figures, but it's very satisfying. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, but anyway, uh, back to the. Uh, did he write an article? Or is this uh, going to be in part of his podcast? No, he had just posted a link to somebody else's article, and he was just oh. kind of perplexed as to why everything else gets shared a lot. Like you know, you can see how many times your article got shared. Yeah. And he was like, nobody touched this one, and I go, well, you know, in my mind. Uh, <sighs> 
Oh, Are you talking to? I, I responded back to him. I go in my mind. A, I, I like I like your point a little bit, but I'm not going to share it until I talk about it on the podcast. But B, you know, you're not a parent because a parent would know that the role of an older person with a younger person there is potentially some uh, exploitation taking involved. Potentially, not all the time, but potentially. potentially. But so why roll the dice on that? Just you know, hey, it's yeah. okay. You I'd rather have... not. And yeah, if yeah. my 16 year old is going out with a a 20 something douchebag or not, yeah. I, I don't mind that. It's, it's when you get into the 40s because a 20-something guy is about as mature as a 17-year-old girl. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I was there. I mean, I really don't think we grow up until we're in our late 20s, to be honest with you. I don't think we ever grow up, to be yeah. honest. I was just well, going to say, I in our society, you're, I certainly you're being not. very optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is, is that uh, we have the, the luxury of not having to be mature. Yeah. We can go to things like sure. hacks. We don't have to work at the, the shipyard uh, 10 hours a day, six, seven days a week. You know, it's Wait. not 1878 anymore. It's uh-huh. 2014. Uh, and we, got, we're, we have the luxury in our own society to being able to cut play loose. video games right. and watch our sports and paint ourselves up and, and scream at sporting figures. You know, we, we have that luxury. Not all cultures Thank, do. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Now, I'm gonna clean, cleanse my palate, mm. and you guys talk for a while because I'm talking too much. So I'll, this I'm gonna sit down the mic. What do you think of the beer, Rick? I'm not crazy about it, to be honest. Fuck, you're a beer retard, man. <laughs> you didn't cleanse your palate. You need to cleanse your palate. I'm a beer tard. That's my uh, man. That'll, that'll that's intense. Beer tard. It's maybe it's because it's so intense is what I don't what I don't care about it. I mean, it's okay. I'm not complaining, but no. I wouldn't I wouldn't rate it as high as the other stuff we've had. Since nobody on the podcast can hear you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Sorry about that. I was making jokes off off, off this thing, Mike. Yeah. Off Mike. Yeah, I, I, off everything Mike. out of Firestone Walker is like, you know, it's the pinnacle, man. Those guys can, can almost do no wrong. It's, it's, it's one brewery that I haven't had the chance to go down. That's uh, a 3.5 again. Three point five. Yeah, I think it's um, really near no. middle of the road, a little that's, above middle. That's of the definitely road. a four and a half. I'm well, the, the problem is we had that really strong sour right before this, and that destroys the flavoring of this. Maybe, mm. maybe that's what's going on. But that's really what's not. going on. Plus, it's very sweet, and I'm not really. I don't tend to like the sweeter well, beers. Well, sweet because so high ABV. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're, you're tasting the alcohol in there. True enough. <laughs> There's no way this is a lightweight beer. That yeast yeah. urine and shit that we love to drink so much. <laughs> that's essentially what alcohol is. Yeah. Yeast eats the sugar and shits out alcohol. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm and we love them for I'm it. I'm giving it a two. Sorry. It's just it's a, a caramely kind You know, of I'm not going to finish this beer only because i got to drive home eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was started rethinking. I was like, oh, maybe I should order like a little four-ounce one yeah. just to taste. <laughs> I forgot how strong it is. It's very strong. This is, huh? Yeah. It is a very strong beer. I, I certainly tasted the alcohol right away. Hmm. But... Well, that's okay. I was really surprised to get another beer. I was like, oh, finally, I get to finish this one and nurse this water for a while. And you just bring me another. Oh, <laughs> well, we got to do three beers every podcast. We've never only done two. I know. We always we ended up we started out just doing two, but we yeah, we always like end up doing three. Start off with one and then do one at the uh, at the hour mark. Yeah, you know, if it makes but, you feel any better, you don't have to finish that. Nobody's going to get butt hurt if you just sample out right. of it and you do you done. As long as nobody nobody's butts get hurt, yeah. <laughs> Mister Ass Grabber. <laughs> Grab ass. As long as I ain't fingering your hole, I mean, it's all good. Yeah, you can finger me anytime you want, baby. 
Is it, can't you get like a cup to take it home in? <laughs> can I take this to go? Well, if you're swap, man, you can just walk out of here with your glass. No, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I learned in my euthanasia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget the time we did that over at it. What was the place we were? Um, it was on Dave's going away. Thing. Oh yeah, we were over at the uh, the the factory or someplace like that. We were up there on Holly. Yeah, I don't know, remember exactly what or, it was. Was it? Yeah, I think it was Holly, and uh, sure, I think we're on Holly now. But walk the fuck out right through the door. Yep, just walk even. the fuck out. You do anything with confidence. I don't know. You can get away with just about anything. Look I at our presidents, the, how much the shit they get away with. <laughs> they bomb children and then just walk out with confidence. Hey, what are you going to do? You got to you oh, do what I you got to do. Guy. Yeah. What? You got to do what you got to do. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I would much rather walk out with a beer than bomb children. Yeah, that's true. I can do that with confidence. <laughs> Bombing children, I can't do with confidence. So we're turning into the ramble cast. We got anything else? Yeah. We should wrap it up. I mean, uh, we're we're pretty much wrapped up at this point. I think I've, so too. Everything on my list has been checked off. Yeah, we've rated this beer. The, uh, the, a... the 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 children sex mm-hmm. thing that was creepy and gross. All right. <laughs> well, this has been beer plus three. Oh, we're we're it, right, literally wrapping up at like yeah, one thirty here. Yeah. That's fine. No, no, that's a perfect amount of time. I like it. You go ahead and say your goodbyes. I'll 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 finish it off. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Anyway, this has been Beer Plus 3. Uh, check us out on Twitter, Stitcher, iTunes, and SoundCloud. We love you, and goodbye. What a great podcast. It's always wonderful to go balls deep in a public location. Beer Plus 3 featured Jeff Swatman, Michael Zamora, and Rick Anderson. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night. My favorite bits from... uh... From uh, what was it? History of World Part One. Yeah. Um, what's his name comes up, starts pouring a drink for Madeline Kahn, and he goes, "Say when?" And she looks up at him and goes, "8:30." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anytime. <laughs> anytime.